do whatever the Hyundai you want. Hey, I'm Ricky Stenhouse Jr. G'day, I'm Martin Sambrose. Hey, this is Kenny Rose, and you're listening to the Fuel Ball Podcast. Covers all things motorsports. It's unfiltered. It's unbashed. Ooh, f- we're going crazy. What's up, Jay? What's up, Chad? I just, just want oh to welcome everybody gosh, back. Oh my gosh, I got stuff and... going everywhere. I forgot to hide the uh, background. Let them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Let them know we got a great show night. planned for them tonight. We do have a so great show planned to, for them tonight. Yeah. Episode 38, Take It to Ride, slash Paint It Black, and we'll get to that and why it's called that later. Um, we do. We are going to be talking about the Daytona 500 tonight. Uh, we also have some more f1 car reveals which i think totals this out maybe is am i right or do we have no i didn't put you you said something about not putting in i did yeah uh, which ones are we doing tonight uh we are doing uh mclaren aston martin ferrari and alpha towery i don't think i threw ferrari in there because i was gonna do ferrari um i threw ferrari in there oh okay you got it on your side absolutely when okay. ferrari does something i jump right okay so okay because I, I wanted to do um or you actually it was your idea of having some next week so we're gonna do mercedes right. and alpine next week but that's you everybody know, and i figured we could cap it off with our own little uh f1 fashion show car fashion show dude i will decide which... whatever you want no oh. you're no no oh. you went too far there right. man you went around the bed um did i so make it weird we, I didn't so we're going to talk weird. about our top three favorite looking cars okay mercedes. Week, so we'll um, do our votes and anybody in the in the um, chat can obviously make the votes as well. I know Mike, you sure. probably will. Um, Mikey's so, an Alpine guy. I know it. Yeah, of course he is. The Baskin <laughs> Robbins car. We'll get to that later. So after that, we're we're continuing our as we build up to Bahrain. And by the way, winter testing is seven days away, man. So then Dude, the week after that is the race. We're getting close, man. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I'm so ready so, for the lights are out and away they go. Anywho, after that, we are going to continue our history series with the history of uh, Mercedes, AMG, Patronus, F1, and the history of Oracle, Bybit, Walmart, uh, Red Bull, F1 um, tonight. And I saw the eye roll. Yeah. And I'm pleasantly okay with that. You got a little bit of an eye roll. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And then we're going to cap off the race information with uh, the results from uh, WRC Rally Sweden. And cool. um, we'll we'll talk about how the snow was. So anyway, it was a, it was a land of ice and snow. Uh, Jason, brother, are we, we going to kick it off at the 65th running of the Daytona 500? Does that sound good do to it, you? man? Yeah, I was getting ready to tell you. Take it away. It's your show so, here. Um, well, you're the one that put this in here first, but I'll talk a little bit about NASCAR. Okay. So for Eric out there, for F1 Farmer, this is how you do qualifying with sprint races. So they qualified. And the guys that qualified first and second actually start the race first and second. <laughs> so it's crazy how that works. You know how, yeah. how NASCAR does everything backwards, but somehow they have this figured out. I don't I don't know how. Um, anyway, Alex Bowman wins the pole. Kyle Larson um, runs second. And I did not know. Um, I, I found this out as I was doing some research that Alex Bowman has started on the front row six consecutive times in the Daytona 500, which is a record. Has and I'm, dude, I know I'm gonna play your role right here, and Fine. I feel bad already. H- has he won it? I, th- oh my gosh, 
Uh, somebody See how that is? Land. See yeah, how that goes? <laughs> somebody out there in listener land knows. Um, I don't. I, by the end of the show, while you're doing Rally Sweden later, I will look that up. Right. And we will find out if Alex Bowman's won. I don't sure. remember him winning the Daytona 500. I know he's won. I don't know if he's won the Daytona 500. So we'll we'll look at that and see. Um, Still, also, man, an impressive feat. Six times on the front yeah. row in a 43-car field. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. So I mean, for it never, it's never been done before. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and he also announced he has a contract extension with Hendricks Motorsports through 2026. So it's a good day for him. Um, Jimmy yeah, Johnson. Solid job, job security, man. Yeah. I mean, you got a couple more in years. today's day and age. Um, Jimmy Johnson, I don't know if you if you read that or saw that, has has a minority ownership uh, ownership stake or a part ownership stake with uh, Richard Petty Racing. It's called Petty GMS now. Okay. <coughs> Sorry, I've still got the coughs. It's been a week. Um, so anyway, so he is racing in the 87 car as an open entrant. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have a guaranteed spot. There's more cars than there are spots. Okay. Um, but he raced his, he qualified himself in and Travis Pastrana, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago because they, he's racing for 2311, but he has never raced a cup series car ever. He's been in the Xfinity series and he's done the truck series, but he's never been in a cup car has never raced the Daytona 500 and they had zero practice. So they had him out in the parking lot. Remember that? I remember we talked about that. Denny Hamlin was saying, this is a terrible idea. Had him out in the parking lot, 84 car. Sorry. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I thought it was 87, 84 car. I, I knew Mike would know that. Well, it makes um, more sense now since it's the inverse of his normal 48. Number. That does make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you, Mike. Uh, hey, hey, Mike, look up and see if Alex Bowman's ever, Alex Bowman's ever won the Daytona 500 for me while you're out there. Our uh, producer, oh, Mike, is on the chair. The, yeah, he's going to be our producer. Uh, so anyway, Travis Pastrana races his way into or qualifies his way into the race too. So that's really awesome, man. Um, I, I, I'm trying to. I'm. You've been talking about it now for a minute and a half, and I, I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around Travis Pastrana being in a NASCAR car. Well, he's done Xfinity before, and okay. And I, I'm sorry, it's somebody said before, but I'm I'm gonna cut us off here for just a second. I made a comment on here, primeshrip.com, because somebody before said they needed the link. So I just wanted to put it in our comments so everybody can listen oh, to me sweet. right now. It's in our comments. It'll be in our show rundown when you look at it. Um yeah, so he's raced the truck series quite a bit. And he's raced Xfinity, I think, a little bit. But this is his first time actually in, you know, in the big series in the cup, which is kind of crazy to think about that. Because this is well, his first time there. If you don't know who Travis Pastrana is, he's in a you know, he's a motorsport adrenaline junkie he's kind of done a little bit of everything uh motocross i think he did snowcross in the x games um he's done some rally he obviously is a huge uh fixture on the rally cross which is the racing version of rally um he ran that ken block livery after ken block passed yep. away um i mean he's an elite driver i can yeah obviously and i can see him in the truck series because those Trucks tend to get squirrely, and I can what see he's him good at. in the. I can see him in the Xfinity series because those guys tend to get squirrely. Uh, so I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna key in on that. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. Me so, too. Yeah. He did not. I, I've got the. Um, I just quickly. Right now we're recording, and the duels just finished up. So the qualifying duels at Daytona just finished up. He did not do great. I, I thought it said he did 21st. I, I was quickly typing this in as we were getting ready for the show. Um, but duel number one, Ooh. Joey, Le huh? 
you kind of auto tuned there for a second. Yeah, it was great. Right. Uh, Joey Logano <laughs> won. Christopher Bell, Oklahoma boy, up from Norman, Oklahoma, gets second. Right. And Ryan Blaney finishes third. And Zane Smith, who this is a newcomer in his first time in the uh, in the Daytona 500, he raced his way in. So that's kind of he didn't qualify himself in, but he was another open entrant and he raced himself in. And duel number two, Eric Almarola wins. Austin Cindric okay. gets second, and Chase Elliott third. And I looked this up. I've never seen this before, and I don't know who Racing Insights are. I, honestly, I don't have a clue. But they had a projected finishing for the Daytona 500, and I thought it was kind of interesting. They had Ryan Blaney. Again, I think that's somebody that he won one race last year, but it was not a points race. It was the all-star race. Uh, Chase Elliott, you know, normal, and then Denny Hamlin. So right. that was the, who they're projecting to be the one, two, three. And I am a big Ryan Blaney fan. He used to have a uh, podcast called Glass Case of Emotion. And yeah. it was a fantastic show. I wish they would bring that back because I really, really enjoyed that podcast. Uh, it was a good time. They talked about a lot of stuff. It was a lot of fun. So I see you got AJ Dinglinger on here. Um, yeah, he's back, man. So I made the Infinity series. Yeah. So I made this little thing right here. Because it's on the move, familiar play. I call it on the move, familiar faces and new places. Because there is a lot of people that move this year, a lot. Dude, based on this list, uh, it looks like uh, it looks like. Um, um, hold on. Thanks, Mike. Let me post that real quick. That's a big deal. I was showing um, too. So it looks like they had their own silly season, man. In NASCAR, yeah, it really does. We didn't I mean, really they kind of went everywhere. <laughs> we didn't cover it a whole lot. Because uh, we weren't, we just weren't doing a whole well, lot of NASCAR. It's not a term that's really, it's not a really term that's really equated to NASCAR typically. It's you true. know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, our generation, and when I say our generation, I'm talking about when we were in our 20s watching NASCAR races religiously. Um, those guys stayed with the same teams forever, man. Yeah, they either you know retired I mean? or, you yeah. know, another thing is a racers lasted longer in their lifespan. They raced till they were 45 or 50. You know, yeah. Sterling Marlin was around for a long time. I mean, you, uh, Ricky Rudd was around for a long time. Dell Jarrett was around for a long time. Those guys yes. didn't race. They didn't race their way out of ride. They were just there forever until they decided to retire. Yeah, now these guys are retiring at you know thirty-two or something. Yeah, like that. or they or they get they you know sponsor money's harder to come by, so guys get let go a lot quicker if they're not sponsor friendly. You know, I remember when like some of the young bucks when I was younger, like Jeff Gordon when he was in his twenties how ticked they would be at Mark Martin. Cause here's Mark Martin already almost 50 and he was running the bush race on Saturday just so he could recon the track for Sunday. Absolutely. And they thought he was cheating. It's, it and was a brilliant was move. They used to always do that. And <laughs> I, it was, it was, it was brilliant. I wish, man. Can I retire at 44? I'm already past that. So I, I don't, yeah, let's I got a couple yeah, more years. <laughs> so just real quickly, some some new drivers or some some drivers you're aware of and familiar with, but they're in a new okay. ride. Number one, Kyle Bush goes from the 18 at Joe Gibbs to the eight at now, RCR. He is not in good, prison. He's a pretty good driver, though, right? I mean, uh, I don't know. He's if, pretty decent. I mean, is he known? I guess he's all right, I guess. <laughs> uh, Tyler Reddick loses his job at the number eight at Richard Childress and goes to the number 45 at 2311. I'm going to kind of hammer through these quick, pretty quickly, but so Ty, is Bubba out. No, he's still in the 23. He's in okay. the 23. Actually, he has okay. a new, a new, new livery this year. It's like a Matt gray, which you know, I love. Um, yeah, you'll be all over that except these. He still got the Jordan sponsorship. So uh, he does. Yeah. And it's McDonald's yeah. and Jordan. 
Uh, and Ty Gibbs, if you remember him from last year when Kurt I Busch do. had a concussion, he took over for him. He is joining Joe Gibbs full-time uh, in the 54 car. Ryan Priest, who was – I can't remember. He raced a little bit as a reserve driver up in NASCAR. But and last year he was in the Xfinity. He's coming back up to be um, – at Stuart Haas. He's in the number 41 at Stuart Haas. Which is our only tie-in team with Formula One. Yep. Which yep. is awesome. Which is kind of cool. It, it's weird yeah. that Haas doesn't have their own team in NASCAR, that it's a co-team like that. To have all that money sunk in F1 and not have that money, I guess that's you know, why probably. You remember we did a whole little thing on, on Gene Haas last year. Uh, I do. Where we talked about, you know, the guy's got tons of money, but he does not want to – he wants – to bring in sponsors to really pay the lion's share of a lot of things. It seems like, like he builds the team, I think, but as far as putting all the bells and whistles together, I think he wants other people to do that. And I think that's where Stewart comes in for him for, um, for NASCAR and where whoever he can pick up or whoever Gunther can get for formula one. Yeah. I don't know. You might disagree with me, but that's just no, the way I, I see it. I don't at all. He seems very tight when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably part of the reason why yeah. Hoth doesn't run in the front. Um, Jimmy Johnson went from retired and running Indy cars mediocre to yeah. running the number 84. Thanks, Mike, because I put 87 in my rundown, too. And hey, Bobby, it's uh, a long time, man. <laughs> uh, we opened with NASCAR, man. So, of course, Robert. Coming in. Yeah. Of course, Robert's <laughs> in the show. Uh, yeah. And then AJ Allmendinger up from the Xfinity series to the number 16. I don't know how to pronounce that. Colleague, colleague. Yeah. Something racing. Who Noah knows? Gregson. If you remember Noah Gregson last year, he is the one that was racing for Junior Motorsports and Xfinity. And he immediately turned on the road course. You'll remember this. On the road course, he wrecked everyone on purpose. Yes. Yeah, okay, I do okay. remember that. So that was Noah yeah. Gregson. He anyway, so he is gonna go from the nine of junior motorsports and Xfinity up to the iconic number 42 for Petty Motorsports. And then cool. Ty Dillon, who was in the 42 Motorsports did, uh, for Petty, didn't do real well. Uh, he got bumped back to Shire Racing, number 77. I've never even heard of Shire Racing. I don't know if he made the Daytona 500. I, I haven't even heard of the number 77. So here I we go. I haven't either. Um, and there was a – I, I stopped there because there was a yeah. ton underneath that that I had never heard of or it was, you know, crew chiefs moving or in, car engineers moving. And, and I wanted to kind of halfway say relevant of, of names we would know um, but I mean, that's a lot. I mean, it's eight different teams and drivers moving around this year. I just felt like that was a lot. So, right. Anyway, um, that's, man, that's, that's kind of all I had on the 500 and getting ready for the day. I mean, I'll have my NASCAR minute here in a little bit and, and shout out to Mikey. He helped me uh, do the new, uh, audio drop. You're going to hear on the NASCAR minute. Yeah. I'm excited um, about that too, man. That was cool. It was a, uh, it was a lot of fun to make that. And Mike did yeah. a great job. Uh, but you know, producer. first off, great job. You guys, listen, Chad put together a great segment on this this week. He, really a lot of good sound effects that I'm excited about. And um, and doing a lot of this background work has been has been a relief and, and awesome, man. So thank you very much for putting this together tonight. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. It was fun putting it together. It was a lot but, of fun. You know, the 500, you don't have to be a NASCAR fan to love the 500. You know what I mean? And Yeah. And, and you know, admittedly, I, I agree. I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, I had the couple years where i went to every race me and a few buddies of mine when i was in the service and enjoyed it every second of it but um you got to watch the 500 it's like you know it's, it's monaco and it's, it's all yeah it's one of the it's one of the marquee races of the year the the brickyard and the whole bit so um looking but, forward to watching that race 
still remember where I was on the on the faithful Dale Senior Day. I was literally at Chili's in Daytona. Oh my gosh. Uh, with my parents. Um uh and I can't remember if I was on leave or if I'd just gotten out of the military. But either way, I was at Chili's and it happened while we were sitting there eating a late lunch. So <laughs> um anyway, but moving Sorry. on. We uh, today. I apologize. I hit the wrong right. button to mute it. Hey, at least you didn't Not yank mute. all your system out and leave me on the screen by myself. That was... Everybody doesn't want to hear me cough today. I apologize. Yeah. So moving on to our, our car reveals as we build up to the yep. uh, 2023 Formula One racing season. And first. I, titled, I titled this segment Black is the New Black because we are seeing a definitive pattern. Um, I actually tweeted Formula One today. I don't know if you saw that where I literally put the line from the from the uh, the song, I see a line of cars and they're all painted black. And I actually thanked Ferrari and Alfatari for continuing to almost fully paint their car. Man, so, I, and so first off, shout out to you. You just said a word, and you and I actually looked this up this week. Yeah. And I wrote it on my notes that I was going to talk about it at some point, and then you're going to talk about it now. Yeah. So in NASCAR, they it's a sticker package. All of those stickers are painted onto vinyl. They lay it over the top of the car with the fake headlights and all that and heat heat transfer it onto the metal. It's all one big sticker. Right. So you said last week they paint it. It's their paint scheme. I was yeah. like, well, it's not really a, I mean, I think I even said it. It's, I mean, it's stickers. Well, we were talking about it this week and you looked it up and Jay, yeah. you want to go into what you looked up? I mean, cause I was, yeah, and I was 99% sure it was painted, but I, we did look it up and they actually do paint their schemes on their car. Uh, now, as far as uh, there's a combination with some of the sponsor decals, obviously some of them are painted. Some of them aren't. But as far as the paint job itself, it is paint. And that's so cool that they paint those cars. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. think that's cool. Well, we're looking at the McLaren 60, yep. the MCL 60. Uh, not much different from last year other than the inclusion of mostly black. And it's important to note, if you didn't watch last week's show, the black parts aren't painted at all. Um, yeah. that's pretty much the carbon fiber and, and, and the metal, but, and the reason they do this is it saves them weight and which will produce tenths of seconds on, on lap time. So I'm not really excited about this new route where we're getting what I call minimalist art on the cars. It should be as fun to, to see as it is to watch them drive. And, and Jay knows me. I love black on black with black. Or Matt Gray or Matt Black. Yeah, you're or, a neutrals guy. Or Matt Gray. <laughs> Give with, me my truck yeah. is is dark gray with black wheels, black door handles. I mean, that's what I like, you know. So to yeah, me, but, I love seeing all the black in the cars. Like I absolutely love it. That being said, this still is a snazzy car, man. I it's mean, you can't go car. wrong with the with the orange and the blue anyway. They they complement each other perfectly. They do. Um but you know they went with the 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 black front wing and and the underfloor of course and then pretty much this, they pretty much cleaned out all of that orange and blue that was you see towards the back of the car there yep right in front of the rear tire that was all orange last year now now it's that. all black so um it's a good looking car i you know the weird thing about it was i actually watched did you get to watch the launch party on this one i didn't i did not get okay, to watch the launch so, party you know, they talked to Lando and he was like, yeah, it's a car. You know, I'm excited. It's a new year, blah, blah, blah. And of course, Oscar Piastri was nuts. He was like, oh, I love it. It looks great. And he said, but admittedly, this is my first F1 car. 
Yeah, so, I mean, so of course he's excited. Yeah, he, he's happy as a lark. And then you got Zach Brown, who who seemed to be metering Daisy. expectations, and he, you know he wanted to tell people, hey, you know, we're not gonna be, you know, it was like he's coming out of the gate saying we're not really hundred percent confident with this car. So that was kind of weird. Although you know Zach's very much the politician, so um, in the paddock as far as chief principles go. So anyway. Excited about it. Um, it was cool to see, and I don't know the answer to the question. I know you're going to ask, but yeah, okay. It was it was and cool I won't to ask see it. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels in the in F1. I have not seen them on a car before, um, and I don't know. So, Mikey, if you want to look that up, but Jack Daniels is a sponsor on the McLaren car. I mean, I don't know how big. I mean, obviously not big enough. They're just on. Uh, the, it looks like it's right on the, the nose, right? Yeah, on front yeah, nose. On the nose. Uh, obviously, but it's kind of cool to see uh, American. I mean, an all-American company on the front of an F1 car. That's pretty neat. I mean, yeah, I guess they it, are going to run three times in the U.S. this year, so makes sense. And it also makes sense because, they, you know, they got the Indianapolis homegrown boy running that team, so it does True. make some sense. And they got DeWalt on there, man, so they've got a few American companies. It's the redneck F1 team. I like it. Yeah, Google. I tell you, obviously. you know, I'm kind of liking it. Something about me is wanting to. I don't like McLaren. I don't like the way they handle. I know we talked about this a thousand times. I don't like the right. way they handled Danny Rick last year. I don't like the way Zach Brown handled that whole situation. Right. But I think I'm going to cheer for Oscar Piastri. I think I'm going to cheer for him because he's I new, really, or or is there any other reason? Seen, I, I like the way he handled himself last year. Yeah. I like the way. Um, oh, that was they, gangster last year. What he did after that after that tweet. Yeah, I mean, I just, I really, I, I like the way he handled himself. I mean, like, it was pretty, it's pretty ballsy, dude. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah it was. Um, and and so I thought that was cool. Uh, so All I'm right. gonna cheer for him. I'm not gonna cheer for Lando. I hope, I hope Lando has an engine failure every week. <laughs> um, uh, I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> next one up would be what we got next. Aston Martin. Aston Martin, man. One we'll of my throw favorites. that Aston Martin up there. Yeah. Maybe I'll throw that Aston Martin up there. Add to stream. Yeah, let's do that. See, and I really dig this one. Yeah, and I think the 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 background. I wish they would have had a better popping background on that when they showed yeah. it, but because I think it actually takes away from the car. It does. But, I mean, because the colors are too too similar. And again, everything under the day glow yellow, yeah. uh, you know, highlighter is black. Um, now they had a lot of black on the on theirs last year. the The front wing is the same. The the nose at the bottom portion of the nose is the same, but the rest of it was green except for the rear wing. By the way, I apologize. Everybody on ESPN Paris 105.1. If you are listening to this, this is a reason to watch us live on the live stream or go to YouTube and watch us afterwards yeah. because you get to see these pictures that we're putting up and we're, I know we're not doing a real good job of painting it, but you need to go back and look at these because these cars are beautiful. Yeah, are. Even if you don't like F1 and even if you don't, um, get into racing and can't watch the race every Sunday. It's still pretty cool to look at these cars, man. Cause they're, they're beautiful works of art. Yeah, they are. And uh, you know that, you know, and I, you know, I talked about, I, I wish they painted them, but these, they're still beautiful cars, man. I'm yeah. not going to, not going to dispute that same sponsor package with them. Um, where's Aston Martin going to be this year? I know we can get the predictions later before Bahrain, but, um, Lance Stroll needs a PR spin guy for one thing. I watched this launch as well. And his only answer seemed to be the the twelve year old answer. So yeah, and wow, yeah, a lot. So so yeah, a lot. And I'm just like, dude, you're an adult in the pinnacle of your sport, 
and your answer to you got four words. Those are your answers to every question. And Alonzo goes off on a litany of things he wants to accomplish this year and what he thinks the car can and can't do. And, you know, you could say it's the difference between 25 and 41, but I'm yeah, sure Alonzo's had some training. I'm sure Alonzo's a smart enough guy to go, hey, make sure this sounds smart before I go sure. out there on stage and make a fool out of myself. Yeah, I mean, he's he's old enough. Oh. I, mean, I think that's a different generation, too, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, okay. Uh, and this one, I mean, I, I'm going to pop it up there one more time. I just don't see a whole lot of difference from last year. There's not. Um, I mean, it looks... They moved some of the sponsors around, but other than that, yeah, it's really It's not. a lot like you put on here, and this is not what I mean, that it looks like the Red Bull car. But, I mean, it's kind of like the Red Bull launch. There just wasn't a whole lot to it. You right. Know, the Red Bull, there just wasn't a whole lot of change. Well, this one's uh, actually, the shape is like the Red Bull car as well. So we can talk about right. that later, though, when we get to other stuff. All right. Let's go to the most, well, to you, the most beautiful car. One. One of the most one. I guess cars. the one that you're going to run up here in a minute is going to be the one, huh? No, it's not, actually. But it's up there, too. Okay. This car is, dude. The Toro Rosso. <sighs> Alphatari. Alphatari. The um, White Bull. See, in this one, I thought... I can tell it a little better now. When we talked about this, I thought all that bottom was dark. No, wait. No, no, no. It is dark navy blue, right? Yes. And I thought it was everything under the Alphatari was black. No. Um, which the Alphatari, again, if you're listening, it's, it's running down the side of the car um, with the huge uh, bull logo. What is that yeah. logo called? It's, um, the, it's the Alphatari. It's the white bull, man. It's Okay, um, so it's kind of the red bull bulls. Yeah, pretty much. Um, this well, is it is, of, but it's I their fashion line. It's their clothing yeah. and apparel line. It's not the energy drink. This is probably my favorite logo on a team, honestly. Uh, it's not my favorite it's team, sharp it's logo, my favorite man. logo. I think it looks cool on the car. I think it's one, yeah. of, I mean, it's one of the only cars that has their logo that prominent on the car. Um, I really also I, I like their, their new hubs with the red inner ring and then the like the almost like a tribal swatch coming Ooh, out. It, from, no, it kind of looks like a ninja star. Like, yeah. You know, like old a ninja shuriken. Star. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, I'm going to tell you what, I, I thought ninja stars were going to be more of a thing. <laughs> you know, I really thought that we were going to have like ninja stars were going to be a thing. Oh, well, I just accidentally clicked that. Um, anyway, so there's the Alpha Tari car. They, wait, okay, hold on. Wait, you put on here your notes. And I don't know if I said I was going to ask this, but. Do it. You said they went away from Red Bull on some of the important techie stuff. And I yeah. ask you, why would they do that? And this is a good, good, good opportunity to shed light on the on the rules process. So it doesn't matter, uh, unlike NASCAR, where you can have and I think NASCAR is on the right track with how they do it, but as opposed to Formula One. But so Red Bull is Red Bull. And Alpha Tauri is the junior team for Red Bull. It's the junior varsity team, basically. So most people would think that Red Bull designs a car and then they just give it to Alpha Tauri and have Alpha Tauri put their paint job on it. Which is what I thought, honestly. Which is what anybody, anybody would think that. But the rule stipulates that every team has to construct their own car. And while it's true that they can take the power unit, any power unit, uh, within you know within question but they can take the power unit from the red bull but the car still has to be designed by them and 
Aston Martin's a good example because they literally copied the Red Bull car. You know, why not copy what's working, right? So Yeah, for sure. But Alfatari decided not to. And they've kind of went with their own design and see if it works. Maybe it works. Maybe it won't. So we'll see. Okay. Um. So up next, I'm. You said you loaded the picture. So I, I did not. You, oh, I thought you said you did. No, I did not load the picture for the new Ferrari. But well, I didn't. We don't it. need it. It looks almost absolutely looks identical. identical to last year's car. Yeah, it's a red Ferrari. Who uh, knew? Who knew? Right. Um. So funny. Alan sent these, me the video, the picture, and I forgot to. I, I forgot to load it. Every one of these car launches, besides the one I'm about to talk about, pretty much went the same way. They were all about 40 minutes long. The first 20 minutes were, this is our, you know, showed some kind of hype video about the history of their company and introduced people off their team and what kind of um, charities that they were, that they were highlighting today. For instance, Aston Martin has like a high school, uh, polytechnic high school from london they had some students in that have been spending time with aston martin and then the last 20 minutes they reveal the car on the stage on a turntable talk to the drivers talk to the principals talk to the engineers thank you very much good night see you later okay ferrari <clears throat> ferrari opens up with a set of bleachers with about 500 people on it and they sing the italian national anthem which is pretty cool and they sounded great, by the way. I thought it was a show choir, but it turns out it was basically some some high-paying fans and most of the development team for the car. Um, awesome opening. No turntable. They weren't inside where it was nice and comfy. They were outside at the Fiorano track, which is their home track. Um, they opened the, their paddock there, and the car rolls out onto the track. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's realistic. They're showing us the car on the track. Then they flip a coin between Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. Leclerc wins the coin toss, and he gets to run two laps in the car. So we got to really? see their car roll. Which is cool. Nobody did, else did that, that I'm aware of. I mean, Red Bull had the weird thing where they flew theirs in on a helicopter in New York and dropped it off on the streets of Manhattan. Which is also cool. Also cool, right? So anyway, the Ferrari looked really good. Um uh, you know, we'll get it loaded a, up here next you, week. you realize what kind of heavy risk that is, though? Because anything can happen, man. Well, they're filming it live. So Leclerc could wreck. The, the yeah. engine could blow up. They could have a reliability issue during their car launch video, right? Yeah, anything could happen there. So it's, uh, that, that's crazy. Talk about ballsy moves. That was a ballsy move. Agreed. So that's cool. I mean, it's cool. We'll, and we'll have pictures next week because we're going to have Mercedes next week. We'll have Alpine next week, and we'll throw up the Ferrari so we can talk about it a little bit because there is some stuff on the yeah. the side pods that I didn't know, uh, and you taught me through. So let, let's hold the side pod talk, and Let, let's yes. talk about it next week because we're going to get two different – we'll actually get three different ones next week because uh, we'll have Alpines, we'll have Ferraris, we'll have Mercedes. Uh, we can talk about yeah. the difference in all those. Yeah. Um, and then what were we talking about? You have Maddie's comments on here. I'd like to hear that because I didn't know what that well, was. Well, it's just weird because the past couple of weeks I've been, I know I've been, you know, yelling at the sun about all the no painting the cars and they're really kind of dumbed down this year. And then I get on Twitter and I'm just reading around it. And Maddie um, Gallagher made a comment that they should, the FIA should uh, institute a rule where every F1 car has to be fully painted. Okay. And he's saying that they should make a rule that says it. Yes. 
And here's so if the it's thing. black, it has to be paint. If they want black in there, that's fine. It has so to you be have to paint it black. black. Yes. It can't be carbon fiber. Okay. Correct. And and I think that, you know, I see where he's coming. There'd be people that would argue this, of course, but if every car is painted, then they're still going to be all just on premise alone, just on the surface, all the same, right? So there won't be any corner cutting as far as saving weight for paint. Okay. So, I mean, Makes I sense. like the comment. I still side with it. I, I do think that, you know, F1, it, it is what it is. It's a it's an R&D hotbed for, for hybrid technology. But at the end of the day, it's still a fashion show out there in a lot of ways. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those cars are gorgeous, and those guys are like fighter pilots in them. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's an excellent form of racing. And, you know, I think that we should enjoy, you know, seeing beautiful cars out there running around. So, anyway. I agree. And you know, where we differ is I think this year I like the paint schemes or the liveries more than ever. Right. I don't care about the saving a couple of ounces here and there. I just like the black look. I just think it yeah. looks cool. Um, all right, Jay, are we getting ready to move into our history lesson for the week? Yeah, let's let's move into our history lessons, man. Dun, dun, dun. And this so is not last a coach, week. This isn't a coach teaching your history lessons. Yeah. This is Jay. So last week we talked about Alfa Romeo and Ferrari, and there was a a really good reason for that because they both basically were there at the beginning. Um, and if you remember, that was 1950. Okay. Was when formula one started. Uh, 1954 is when Mercedes entered the fray as a works team, um, under the name Mercedes. And their first car was the, uh, W one ninety six in 1954. And guess who drove that car, Chad, who drove that car, Jay? Juan Manuel Fangio. We talked about Fangio last week. We did talk about because in 1951, he won the world title with Alfa Romeo. Okay. In 1952, he won it with Ferrari, but he couldn't stand the people he worked with at Ferrari. So he left and he went to Maserati in 53 and won it with Maserati. Then in 1954, he left Maserati in the middle of the season. In the middle of the season, went to Mercedes okay. and won the driver and constructors for Mercedes. That's pretty cool. From the middle of the season. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, let he's that the goat. In. We talked about that. He's the GOAT. Yeah, he's the absolute GOAT. So anyway, he, um, he obviously uh, stayed with Mercedes through 55, and that was his last title because he won five titles, right? 51, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. So won it in 55, but... We have a non-F1 issue that happened to Mercedes. So in June of 1955, they competed in the uh, 24-hour Le Mans. And uh, driver, last name, and I'm going to butcher his last name. He was French. It's Laveau, I think, uh, if I remember correctly. Goes out of control, rolls the car, rolls into the crowd, kills 83 people and himself and some pit crew people. And by the way, Folks, if you're one of those people that likes watching this stuff or doesn't like it but wants to see it, yeah. uh, that video is available on YouTube. You can wow. pull up the video of that wreck and just watching it and the the footage is really raw. I mean, it shows people laying around. I mean, it's it's not great. Um. Anyway, Mercedes decided their best bet at that point was just to leave. And they, so I'm uh, going to ask a question real quickly because I just read this as you're talking about it and I'm learning new stuff. Yeah. So this happened at the 24 hour Le Mans. Yeah. That is not a F1 race. 
No. So an endurance what, race. So did they leave all motorsports at that point? Like all racing, all forms of racing? I do. And it's important to say, it's important to stipulate that they left as a works team. Okay. 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 That makes more sense. They didn't race under, they supplied power units. They supplied parts. But they didn't have um, their team anymore. They didn't have a Mercedes team. Okay. And, and I think it was just, man, honestly, of course, this was the 50s. I think the, the guy was, is just his moral obligation to say, we don't, you know, until we can fix safety, we don't deserve to be here. Gotcha. Okay. So they took a 55 year break. 55 and came years. back in, yeah, came back in 2010. Um, in 2010, their drivers, and these are, you know, relatively unknown drivers, Michael Schumacher. <laughs> yeah. And, and Nico Rosberg, but, uh, Schumacher actually came out of retirement to race from Mercedes and he didn't win a race, by the way, Nico Rosberg outscored him. Uh, well, I mean, that those, was at the twilight of his career. I mean, yeah, he was, it was at the end. He was just in yeah. it for, for the show at that point, but 2010 through 2012 were not good years for Mercedes. But before we get there, I want to flash back to 2009 In 2009 Ross Braun had a team called Braun GP racing and it was a formula one team and they decided on a Mercedes power plant and it was their first year in formula one and they won the constructor and the drivers were the Mercedes power plant. And first time in the 60 years of F1, nobody had ever done it. My question to you is why didn't the surrounding chief principals from all the other teams, I mean, they should have got it in their head. Okay. These guys are going to make a comeback, right? Yeah, for sure. But they didn't. And 2010 through 2012 were not great years for Mercedes, but they had signs of greatness. They had plenty of podiums and they had some awesome opportunities to win races and they just didn't win the big ones. Right. So, yep. um, moving to 2013, they acquired Toto Wolf as you know, the chief race director for Mercedes. And he of course brought along Nikki Lauda, former world champ. Um, and they hired, this is the this is what I'm talking about when I when I talked about last year that Toto is the master strategist. He hired George Russell then in 2013. Uh, brilliant for the junior driver program for Mercedes. Right? Yeah, that's brilliant. So yeah. that's eight years before just... Russell would get a seat, but he knew, right? Yeah. So he knew. We can say whatever we want about Russell, but he is good. He's a hell of a race car driver. So anyway, the rest is really, as they say, man, it's history. 2014 to 2021, they went on an eight-year tear and won the constructor eight consecutive times. And Lewis Hamilton won the World Driver Championship seven of those times, uh, with the exception of 21, which was Max's first win. So, anywho, yeah. uh, it's a... <sighs> It's a great company, man. You know, I wish I liked him. I don't. <laughs> I like Toto a lot. He's probably my favorite chief principal, without a doubt. Um, just because he is a genius. And um, but they're in a rebuilding phase, and it, I think it's going to be painful still this year. So we'll, we're not talking know, about man. predictions right now, but I yeah, but I, I think still think it could there. be bad. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I had, man, for Mercedes. <laughs> So I got I pulled the Red Bull card this week, and and while I am not anywhere near the history guy that you are, and I won't do as great a job um, as you just did with Mercedes, I'm going to try to give some facts and some and some a little bit, right? Okay. So I did not know. I did my research. I didn't know 
that they're a, ra- a relative newcomer. Like they're, they're kind of a baby in the sport. Yeah, um, they, they have only been around. They, they started in 2004. And I also didn't know that Christian Horner is the only team principal they've ever had. Yep. And that was his first year in F1. So I thought that was kind of cool. So they hire, um, they, 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 their first podium came in Monaco, 2006, David, how do you say his last name? Coulthard. Is that right? David Coulthard. But Thor, the real, yeah. yeah, the real turning point for this team. I mean, they just kind of meander around 2004, 2005, 2006, you know, like, like a podium. The turning point comes in 2009, in 2009, they finished seventh in constructors and David Coulthard retires and he is replaced by someone. Sorry, I'm moving around that you may have heard of Jay. He's replaced by Sebastian Vettel. Okay. Who at this point is yes. just a German driver, young dude, part of the Red Bull junior team. He won with Toro Rosso, but which is now AlphaTauri. But he was relatively, I mean, he, right. he was a young dude coming up in the sport. Well, that same year, they have a major reset in the aerodynamic regulations, which kind of leveled all well, that the was a big field. year. Yeah. Yeah. So it leveled the playing field. And what my the article I was doing my research on just said that it gave Red Bull a, a chance to shine, and so they get their first win the next year two thousand or they get their first win in two thousand nine, uh, Vettel and they finished one two with Mark Webber, and in two thousand ten, it's like the light came on. They went from finishing seventh the year before, they become the class of the field. They win the constructor, Vettel barely barely beats his teammate to become the the F one's youngest ever world champion. But it's cool. I mean, he barely beats his teammate. It's something we talked about a lot this year in yeah. who was going to win between Max and Sergio. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not a student of the sport like you are. If they had team rules back then, if that was a big deal or it was every man for his own and whoever wins, wins. You yeah, and that? I don't think you have to be. I don't think if you you have to. Oh, new, dude, team orders back then were worse than they are now. Okay, um, so and I mean, you then don't it's have to cool. be a student of the sport. Yeah, that they were both it's winning. The same I mean, with any business or company, man. You're going to put your best assets in the best place to do what you want to get done. I mean, but and I just, I, I think it's really cool that they, it sounds like they kind of let them fight it out over the last race to see who's going to be the champion. I think that's right. neat, you know? Um, and so at that point, that sparks a four year run. Vettel wins four straight championships. They win four straight constructors. Vettel in 2014 moves to Ferrari, which I asked about this and you told me he just always wanted to race for Ferrari. Yeah. Just kind of cool. And that gives um, Danny Ricardo. Wait, hold on. Wait. Yeah. 2014, enter Danny Ricardo. Vettel yeah. moves over and Daniel Kvyat comes up. Kvyat, Kvyat, something like that. Yeah, who cares? He replaces, <laughs> he replaces uh, Sebastian Vettel. Right. So the reason that little thing is important, that, that Daniel Kvyat, Kvyat, whatever, replaces Sebastian Vettel is because Kvyat only makes it five races. Yeah. And then he's replaced by someone we've all heard of, Max Verstappen. So, and I didn't and, know this either. I didn't realize Max he? had been around that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he only, won his debut race, man. Yeah. He I mean, won at Spain. That's crazy. His debut race. Yeah. Uh, he wins at Spain. And so while all this is going on, this is all right in the middle of this insane Mercedes run, right? Right. You know, they're, they're switching, they're getting Max in. Now, now it's Max and Daniel Ricardo going back and forth. And, and then it switches over to, you know, Ricardo leaves and Sergio Perez comes in. And or first off, you know, you had um, Pierre Gasly and who's the other one? Alton. I can't think of his last name. Alvin. Alvin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex Alvin. Alex Alvin. Alex Alton was in my head. Um, so they're going and then they get Sergio Perez. Well, anyway, 
So now catching us up, 2021, Max wins yeah. the driver championship, 2022, he wins the championship and Red Bull wins the constructor. And now are we kind of in a Red Bull run here? Is it going to be a Red Bull run? Is somebody else going to step up? Is is Ferrari um, going to step up and try to take that spot and kind of end it quickly? Because it seems like this has been a, a Red Bull four-year run, a Mercedes eight-year run. Now it's a Red Bull. I call it a two-year run because you have Max winning the championship. I, so what's going to happen here? I obviously could be 150,000% wrong on this, but I don't think we're going to see a four-year, eight-year run again for a while. I really don't. Um, especially as we get closer to uh, 2026 where we get the next rule change. And, I mean, that's pretty much going to – do the carbon-free footprint bit, bit and the uh, different regulations on the cars. Um, I uh, I think it may be two, maybe three years tops. Okay. So you think, um, I mean, are we counting Are we counting 2021 as a Red Bull year, or is that still a Mercedes year? Yeah, I mean, I know Mercedes to, won they the constructors. Well, well, Mercedes won the constructors. No, you're right. We have to count it as a Mercedes, man. That's still a Mercedes year. Okay, so really. I'm going to always, I'm going to always side with the constructor go constructors i got you yeah um so and okay off of the subject now i'm mean, not off the subject of still f1 but i did learn something just a minute ago while you were doing your mercedes history this is the 73rd year of f1 you said it started in 1950 right is that correct started right. in 1950 so this, this is the 75th yep. year of nascar so that's kind of cool i didn't realize they had started i didn't remember one i didn't realize nascar started sooner but I didn't realize they were, I mean, they're almost exactly the same age. It's kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, that was my, that neat. was my squirrel, squirrel moment. F1 is the, yeah. Is the younger. Yeah. I mean, F1, it's weird. Well, yeah, but it's, it's weird because it wasn't called F1. So, I mean, we obviously have to go on what, it, you know, when it was first started in 50, but I mean, they were racing what are just called Grand Prix racing in air quotes um for years uh of course we had you know again same from last week we had the big war so yep. that that kind of shut it down for a little bit but um anyway yeah dude good information yeah man thank you you did a lot of, i mean yours was much uh more in-depth and thorough i just kind of threw facts well, at people to be fair mercedes has been around longer so you know what i mean that, you know red bull to do what they've done as an and it's you know you didn't say this but um they're not a works team. They're an energy drink company. Yeah. Which is that pretty have cool. now won. Um, uh, with three different drivers um, power plants. Yeah. Yeah. And five constructors. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, it's um, pretty awesome. In and of itself. So anyway. So Jay, Chad, we let's are. Let's go to the um, snow, man. We are, we're closing in on the end of this show. So we better uh, yeah. move through this pretty quickly. I'm going to I'm gonna blow through Rally Sweden really quick. Uh, so you can do your minute because I feel like I'll do my minute in a minute. But, uh, so rally Sweden in the snow. I'm going to do this as a lightning round. Uh, Oit Tannock in the M Sport Ford. And this is his first year back with Ford after many, many, many years. Wasn't even expecting to win it. Took home the took home the title. Uh, Roven Pair came in fourth. You already asked me, should we start seeing concern for yeah, when the do we defending hit the champ button? to win the rally title? And I don't think so. I think we give it three to five races and figure out what's okay. going on um anyway crazy race elvin evans came in fifth i was pretty happy with that he's my guy on on toyota so just tons of snowbank essa pacalapi was knocked out he 
spun the car on a drift and oh. nailed the backside of the car and then got stuck in a, in a snow ditch and couldn't get out. So he was stopped. So did he actually like, I mean, tore up the car like done? He couldn't move the car. You have to be able to move the car. They couldn't even get it out of there. Oh, they have to be okay. able to drive that car out of there, and okay. they couldn't do it. So he got he got nailed and taken out. So anyway, um, man, that's all we had. I'm really happy for Tanic, Man, he hasn't won in a while, and so it was it was good to see him win. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you put on here. Ford is closing the gap. We got. I mean, we got enough time to talk about it a little bit. It okay. Looks um, like so Toyota dominated rally last year i mean they absolutely don't it was the first year for hybrids in in rally full hybrids uh they run basically a, a similar setup to f1 but as far as the way the batteries are laid out and all that business but nobody could touch toyota last year the gazoo racing you know toyota yaris whatever it was it was excellent especially not ford hyundai was the only one that got close and now we see ford and hyundai taking the top three spots out of five and toyota coming in four or five so, you know, the, the real question that I think we're going to talk about as we get more and more through this year is have they closed the performance gap? And I think they have, obviously. I mean, it sure seems like they have. Yeah. So anyway. Well, where is our next race at? Uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to either Finland or Croatia. And they always but, have a break in between. So we got a couple yeah, of weeks, right? Yeah, we got a little yep. bit. All right. It's the it's the audio drop you've all been waiting for. Let's do the, it. The Mikey special, a little segment we like to call the NASCAR Minute. It's time for the NASCAR Minute. Dude, I don't know why I love that so much. I. I it, and it still it needs a little do. bit of work. I mean, you look like it's, a five-year-old sitting up there. You're so giddy. It still needs a little <laughs> bit of work. But Mikey, yeah. I texted about five of my friends, and they all did a great job of sending me clips because I, I didn't want it to just be my voice saying it's time for the NASCAR Minute. And so I sent right. it to like four or five people, and Mike sent me back that. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to use this. <laughs> I don't know how, yeah. but I have to use it. So the NASCAR Minute clip still needs a little bit of work and some and some tweaking and tuning and stuff, but we're getting real close. And, and huge shout out to Mikey because uh, he did a great job on that. So I'll be quick because I know we are running out of time. Um, we are. We've already talked about the Daytona 500 quite a bit. The 2023 championship odds, if you're going to go to Vegas or anywhere that allows sports gambling, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, both seven to one. Denny Hamlin, ten to one. I didn't really go back real far because it, it with NASCAR, it's kind of the the top ten kind of are in that range, twelve to one, thirteen to one, and then it drops off to like ten thousand to one. You know what I mean? So it goes real quick. Yeah. Um, and things I put in here: just Daytona five hundred teamwork and drafting partners is the key, um, and limit your exposure to enemies. So my question is: what happens when Hamlin and Chastain get together? Uh, Bush and Logano get together, and and Kyle got into it with somebody today. Uh, Daniel Suarez, I think, in the in the in the dual race, I didn't get to see. Kyle really doesn't need a reason, dude. Come on, hey, man, he he's kind of gone Just back to out that of a bed. Bit. Well, you <laughs> yeah. know, there for a few years, it was it was all that. It was either he's going to win or wreck, and now and then he went for a couple years in between where he was very consistent, and, and you didn't see that. Now it seems like we're back to that Kyle, overly aggressive. 
maybe he doesn't think the car is as good as it needs to be kind of thing. And so he's having to push a little harder. I don't know, but it just, how many parallels, man, do you think we can draw between Hamlin and Chastain and Hamilton and Verstappen though? There's a bunch. Seriously. There's a bunch there. What what we need though, is for Chastain to hold up his end of the deal. Cause he's not a championship race winning performer. I mean, he is, but not, not to Verstappen Hamilton level. Um, right, but man, I think those two. I don't know if Verstappen and Hamilton, if there's any love lost between those two, or if they're just there's not ultra competitive. <laughs> but Hamilton and Chastain, I think, hate each other, yeah. Um, and then something we've talked about a lot on here. Uh, so this yeah. week starts 15 straight weeks of NASCAR. 15. Uh, their first break is June 18th, which I thought is just, I mean, you're gonna start February and you're not gonna end NASCAR, they're not even gonna take a breather for 15 weeks. Yeah. Till the middle of summer. I mean, it's going to be hot here. It's cold right now. And the next time that we have a weekend that doesn't have NASCAR, it's going to be going to be 90 degrees. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And we've um, talked about this during the entirety of this show's run on and off. Yes. That's entirely sure. too much racing. It's entirely and, too much racing. Yeah. And I don't think they give the fans recovery time. I don't think they give the drivers and teams enough recovery time. But more, more than that, they don't allow their fan base to want to watch nascar you know what i'm saying yeah they take a they don't want to they don't have them jonesing for it it's too easy to miss a race and you just catch the one next weekend yeah just catch the next week man i mean it's gonna be on again next weekend i'll just watch next week or formula one and you miss a race it might be two weeks before you see one almost guaranteed it's gonna be two weeks before you get to see another pavlov's dog man i mean seriously you're just salivating over when the you know when the next race is or where is it you know nascar it's every week yeah, like I said, you know. And speaking of NASCAR being in every week, Jay, Segway, we are going to be at the NASCAR truck race on April 1st. Uh, and if you want to go and hang out with us and win tickets, I put it up there on the yes. bottom of the screen. But 800-786-5489. Text the code word FUEL, F-U-E-L, to enter in to win tickets to come hang out with us at the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race. And I think it's got tickets for the IndyCar race, which is the next day, man which we plan on being there too. Hopefully, or hopefully the uh, media team at, uh, at Texas Motor Speedway is going to let us use one of their uh, their sound stages, their studios, and let us record live right there. So that would be pretty cool, right above Victory Lane. I've done that with Will a couple of times, and it's, it's a really neat experience. So hopefully we get yeah. to do that. Good deal. All right, man, I am done with the NASCAR Minute. I think that was about three minutes. So we'll it move was. On to, the, to the Fuel Pod news. Well, the really, the, I'm just going to move into the the last piece of it. We had the final trailer drop for Drive to Survive today, um, and I mean, of course, they do that that J.J. Abrams flash in the pan, you know, different cut scenes, none of them related to each other, but saw a lot of stuff in there. They showed a lot of the get in getting into each other, um, Alonzo and Stroll, and uh, Stroll and Vettel, and I saw that one. Of course, we saw. Uh, Gunther Steiner say, you know, effing madness and, you know, all the time and doing his thing too. So, but the, the cool thing was, um, right at the very beginning, Verstappen, and he says, when you need to be aggressive, you need to be aggressive. And when you need to be smooth, you need to be smooth. And yogiisms aside, he's absolutely <laughs> correct when it, when it comes to Formula One. And, uh, it's his first year back on the show. On Drive to Survive. Yeah, he took last year off. That's right. He took last year off because he didn't like the direction they took his character as the bad guy. So, anyway, 
his character. That's hilarious. His character. <laughs> it's funny. So, yeah. Um, anything else on the NASCAR or the fuel pod news? I don't, man. We just don't have an, I don't think we have enough time. Yeah, we're blowing through pretty quick. This has been a fast episode, man. It has. Uh, I'm going to throw this other banner up here that has, because you were going to talk about our merch. So if you want to go help us out, yes. pod.etsy.com. Just go to etsy.com and you can slash and you can search fuel pod. And you'll find it. I found it today. Get you some um, t-shirts with your favorite color swatch of your favorite teams. And uh, some if you're, if you're up there in cold weather land, get you a hoodie. Enjoy it. Uh, I think Jay put beanies on there. He's got I all did. kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff. So let's get to. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do the prime ship read real quick. Um, okay. I actually, and and this time I get to talk about it because I've actually eaten it, Jay. I'm sorry. I did have prime shrimp today. It showed up at my house and I didn't get a chance to take Jay's over to him because his came to my house. Um, so prime shrimp family owned company, 1943 is when this company started. They're based in Louisiana. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's easy. You boil water, you throw it in there. It's not 10 minutes. You throw it in there and it took about five minutes to get ready. And I took it out, let it cool just a little bit, clip the bag, never even took it out of the bag. So I did the Louisiana boil tonight. I mean, because it was one of those nights we did the Louisiana boil and the signature Cajun. Jenny Lee loved the signature Cajun. Elizabeth loved the Cajun and I love the Louisiana boil. Well, I had a little bit of spice. It was fantastic. Show up. Um, <laughs> next I week I'll be a- doing going solo as the fuel put. <laughs> And Chad can do odd by himself, <laughs> I, the odd show. I made my own little, uh, so I'm a keto okay. guy and, and all this shrimp is like no sugar. It's keto. Even the sauces, they're perfect. And I did a, uh, a shrimp po' boy on a keto bun. So it was fantastic. I'm, I'm really sure it excited. was, man. I'm, I'm really excited to it. try the lemon and cracked pepper I tomorrow. I hope you don't choke on it later. <laughs> so, if you want to try prime shrimp, uh, go to primeshrimp.com uh primeshrimp.com enter the code fuelpod 25% off your first order it is fantastic i promise you it's good jay's going to find out i'll probably run it over to him tonight so he can have it tomorrow um it is it is really 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 good like i it was it was better better than i even expected it to be it was really good and if anybody um, needs a friend, Chad has an opening. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. I am. Uh, oh, if you want to follow us on, on Twitter, I'm Chad H six one zero. And I am, who am I on Twitter, dude? Oh yeah. Jane Neal seven twenty nine. Sorry. On Twitch. I'm also Chad H six one zero. And I am GMJ seven twenty nine. You need to come watch us on Twitch sometime. We've been racing and I actually had a good race the other day. So you need to come yeah, watch you us did, man. while I have a good race because it's going to get bad real fast. Yeah, you um, did. You won. Good job. I did. I win. It may be the only win I have all year. Probably will be the only win I have That's all year. True. It's true. Um, best way. Oh, and if you get on Discord, we did add uh, Jay's uh, real brother this week on Discord. So if you yeah, want to get on Discord. Bravo 26 Delta, man. Welcome to the fray. Uh, go on. Just look for Fuel Pod. Um, anyway, Jay, I think that wraps up Paint It Black. It does. And we will uh, see you next week to talk a little bit about what are we going to talk about? Winter testing. What else we got? We are going to talk about winter testing. We are definitely going to give our final um, predictions performance wise for the following season for 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 the upcoming season for Formula One. So, so yeah. So you want to give your top? Who's going to finish one through ten? Like Uh, uh, constructors or or what do you want to do? We got twenty seconds. Yeah, we need to do. We need to just do top two constructors and top three drivers. Okay. 
and we can do some predicting like on who's going to finish dead last or is McLaren going to fall apart during the middle of the year. We can do all that too, but we'll definitely key in on those things. Well, I look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you. Thank next you so Thursday much night. people. Have a great day.